We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Talk about tonight and this recent stretch of seven games. Best you played as a pro. What have you seen from the way you've approached it the last seven games that's led to some nights like this? I'm just coming in with an aggressive mentality. That's why I'm coming in uh, confident in my game and everything I do, rebounding and shooting. And, uh, Coach Armstrong gave me a lot of confidence to come in every time I step on the court and just be ultra-aggressive, and I feel like that's translated to the last seven games. The, the, the first of the seven games, you took one shot. So what are you thinking now, man? You play a game, you only take one shot, and then you go on a score and rampage. Yeah, I mean, I knew after I had that one game, I knew I can't, couldn't do that again for my team. So after that, I've just been ultra-aggressive. Coach Coach Tibb gives me a lot of confidence. If I, see, if I see a shot I like, to go out there and take it, and I feel like I've just been doing that every game since. Quinn, I want to talk about the defense. You had five steals. The activity alone from that group in the fourth quarter really changed things in getting the win here tonight. When you guys are active like that, what can you be defensively, especially as you get ready for the playoffs? I feel like we could be one of the, one of the best defensive teams uh, in the whole league. I feel like in third quarter they went on a run, and I knew we had to pick it up defensively in the fourth quarter, and I feel like I did that. And I feel like once I did that, Josh stepped up, and everybody kind of just came together, and I feel like we came out with a good win today. You guys made a little Nick history tonight. Three guys over 30 points. Oh, that's, big, that's big time, man. That's uh, unselfish <laughs> basketball right there. That's what you love to see. Quinn, thanks so much. Go and celebrate with your teammates. Yes, I appreciate it. Juanon, F. Reggie. That's it. That's the super chat. F. Reggie then. F. Reggie now. And F. Reggie forever. Amen to that. It never gets old beating the Pacers. Um, I, I love beating the Pacers. Uh, TJ McConnell is the new Reggie Miller for me. He's a pest. Uh, I wish he was on my team, but yeah, he's a pest. He's, he was really good tonight. Uh, and yeah, screw Reggie Miller. Thank you, Juanan, as always, man. Appreciate you. Dan Hidalgo. Um, I just don't think you could trade Grimes or IQ regardless of who is available. That is a starting backcourt, and who knows how high that ceiling is. I'll give you this. I think it's a starting backcourt on, I'm assuming you mean on like a title team. I think it's a starting backcourt if you got the right wings and or the right center. Um, yeah, I think that's their ceiling for sure. I think that's their ceiling. Now, I just don't think you could trade them regardless of who's available. That's where it's a little bit, again, too rich for my blood because it, it, look, the, the Knicks are in a great position. And I, I, I thought that was a great line today on the Hoops Collective podcast with Brian Windhorst. And he had, it was 
I forget who it was. It was Nick Fredell and it wasn't it wasn't Ben McMahon. Um hold on, I'll look it up right now. It was it was Nick Fredell and it was another guest. Um and they were talking about the Knicks versus the Cavs in, in the series that that is is coming up. And one of the one of the guests, I have I think it was Fredell made the point that even with all of Cleveland's talent and with Cleveland's net rating and the whole thing, he'd rather have the Knicks future or the Knicks. Like he'd rather be the Knicks than the Cavs basically. And I agree with that. I don't think that's a hot take either because the Knicks have all these assets, but the reason that people are saying that is because like they have the assets to get the guy and you still need the guy. Now, if the guy becomes available, are you going to turn around and be like, well, we really want him, but we're going to give away all the draft picks. We're going to give away RJ Barrett. We're going to give away, um, you know, we'll give you Obi Toppin and that's it. And then some other team is willing to go higher than that. And you're looking at it and you're like, okay, well, we know if we trade for this player, it makes us a contender. And we know if we don't trade for this player, we are still not a contender. What do you do? What do you do if you're, if you're the general manager of a team that has not won a championship in 50 years since then. There we go. Last time. Um, you know, saying no to those sorts of trades, having the luxury to say no to those sorts of trades, that's a luxury you have when you draft a superstar and you know you've drafted, drafted a superstar and you have assets to work with and you can be a little picky and choosy. Uh, the Knicks are not in that position, unfortunately. Um, and I trust me, the last thing I want to do is throw cold water on this stuff. I'd love to just be, you know, heave ho. Uh, oh, yes. Never trade quickly. Never trade crimes. I don't want to trade them either. I hope I, I want these guys to retire as Knicks. It's just, man, it's just tough. There's going to look, there's going to be difficult choices coming up. Um, I'll say this. I, 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 at the very least, I'd love, I want to keep one of them like for the long term, you know? And I, I really don't want to give up. Like, again, is there a part of me that kind of, here, this is what I'll give you. This is what I'll give you, Dan. Is there a part of me that hopes that no true blue superstar comes on the market this summer? Thus, like enabling the front office to be like, oh, well, now we we can't put Grimes or quickly on the table because that that super super duper star didn't make themselves available, and the and the players that are available, the lesser tier of stars, it's not worth it for us to give up Grimes or quickly. That I hope that happens. That's what I want in my heart. That's what I want to happen. I don't know if it's the logical decision, but that's what I want to happen. Thanks, Dan. Justin, will IQ's extension money top RJ's extension? Well, again, sorry to do it. Yet again, but I'll just lean on. I asked this to Zach because Zach Zach Lowe, he talks to God knows a lot more people than I have access to. And I asked him, I was like, I, we've been talking about Quickly's extension number as a number in terms of four years, four, four years total money as something that starts with a one, meaning $100 million north of $100 million. And his response to me is that is an offer that would be at least taken as a serious negotiating starting point with Quickly's representatives. Which, by the way, is different than like, oh yeah, I think that would get him. 
no, 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 no. I think he chose, I think Zach chose his words carefully, which is like, that would, that, that gets you, that's like a respectable offer. They're coming back to the table. They're staying at the table. They're not leaving the table with that offer. So by that, by that verbiage, <laughs> then yeah, I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. I think the extension tops RJ's extension. Maybe not by much, but I think it does at this point. Andrew Palladino, what's going on, Andrew? New York should rest Mitch the last two, so he so he should so he can go post on his OnlyFans. Uh, seriously though, he's as important to the team in the playoffs as anything else. I.e., Noel Gibson in 2021. Um, Mitch was really good tonight. I he's not as important to them as anybody else, but Jalen Brunson's the most important player in the playoffs to them. And I would argue, I would argue quickly a second. And then I think, (sighs) here's the thing. They, they need all of these guys. (laughs) Like I was going to say, you know, maybe Mitch is in contention for third, but like I believed what I said about Julius Randle before. I think they need Julius Randle. I think Randle has an argument for being second, maybe even ahead of quick. You know, and then you get into like, well, is Mitch more important than Grimes when they don't have another shooter who fires away like Grimes? Like, I don't know. Look, Mitch is very important to them. And I've said it for, I said it like a month ago, and I'll say it again now. If Mitchell Robinson comes out of the Cleveland series as the best big man in the series, the Knicks are going to win the series. And there is zero question in my mind about that. Because if he comes out of the out of the series as the best big man in the series, that will mean that he will be at his best corralling the Cleveland pick and roll. And with and I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm I'm writing about something about this for next week. With the threat of Donovan Mitchell's pull out three pointers, not to mention the threat of Jerry's Garland's pull out three pointers, and how good those guys are with the ball, and who, how good a passers those guys are. With the Josh Hart's and the Quentin Grimes and the Emmanuel Quickies of the world having to go over the top of the screen for all of those guys. If Mitch could corral those pick and rolls and corral that penetration and guard two on one while the defender gets back in the play and guard it in such a way that like you need to be so good to guard those because both of those guys are freaking amazing in the short mid range. Um, If he could do that to say nothing of like potentially bothering passing lanes at the same time, because that's the other thing they're great at doing is kicking out to the corners. Um, if he could do all that, I don't even give a shit what he does on offense. I don't care what he does on offense and he's going to do stuff on offense and the offensive rebounding and all that. So like you have a point, you know, that he's super, super important. Um, they need that from him. If they're going to win the series, I believe that they need that from him. They need him to be at that level for the, to win the series. So I, I wouldn't mind them putting him bubble wrap the, the next two games. Robert cross with another one. It's your boy, John Mitchell Robinson is my favorite. Nick. He was excellent tonight. Defense flat deserves flowers. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Well, I just wax poetic about him. So I don't have much more to say. 
other than it was nice to see him get an opportunity to do some stuff with the ball. Um, you know, ball security is, is an issue, but I can't blame him because he's never gotten these sorts of opportunities before. Um, I love Mitch. I, I, and I love Mitch not only because he's really good and because he's a really funny dude. And because he does really genuinely care about doing the right things and does the right things when he's on the court. But like the concept of a long tenured Nick that you were happy about being a long tenured Nick, that concept has ceased to exist since the nineties. And Mitch has been here. This is his fifth year. He's obviously going to finish the year here. I mean, look, we'll, we'll see what happens this summer. But he's been here for a half a decade and he's been good and he's given us so much excitement and he's just, he's been a really good Nick and he's been a Nick that I'm going to remember for a long time. And and again, I, I've teased it a few times. I think I'm, I think I'm going to re-rank some of my like re or place or replace uh current Knicks into my Knicks all-time top 75 that I the list I did throughout last year. Um, Mitch is going to be up there. He has to be. He has to be. Not like in the top 20, but like he's going to make... It wasn't even... I don't even know if he was on the list before. I think he, if he was on the list, he was low. I think Mitchell Robinson is the top 50 Nick ever. For sure. Thanks, Robert. Uh, Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? It feels really good when anyone on your team could light it up on any given night. Yeah, it 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 it's there are not many teams in the league, I, I think, who really between Brunson, Randall, RJ, quickly. I, I'm gonna again with Obi, like the, the style of that, it was such a backyard or like again, like YMCA style of game. It just lent itself so much to Obi top and skill set. Um, so I can't put him in here, but Grimes, I can put him in here. Like Grimes is the guy who we, again, we've seen like, think back to the Dallas game, the, the game in Dallas, which like nobody remembers what Grimes did in that game. That was Grimes career high before coming into tonight. And he surpassed it tonight. That Dallas game, what he did in that Dallas game. And now what he's done now over the last seven games, averaging, what is he averaging over the last seven games? He's averaging 23, 24 points now. Something like that. That's and how he's achieving these points. Again, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'm going to get myself into trouble here but I'll do it anyway. He doesn't have this player's length. He doesn't have this player's height. And I don't even think he flashed this player's creation skills in college. Cause this player flashed a little bit of creation in college. And we're obviously seeing, Oh boy, are we seeing that big time now? I don't even look at, see what he got tonight. I'm talking about Macal bridges. Like, is he, is he on the Macau Bridges track? Quentin Grimes. Again, I, I wish he was a little bit taller and a longer wingspan because there are just certain guys in the NBA that he's not going to be able to guard, period. 
and even like bother because he's, you know, he's six, four, six, five. Um, mm. He's really good. He's really, I'm so excited for him moving forward. Something happened in the Pelicans Memphis game. Andrew, I don't know if you want to pop it on here. I've had the Dallas Kings game on because it's a one point game in the fourth quarter, but like, what do you mean? I don't know. Timmy Bontemps just sent out back-to-back tweets about something that's going on in like the Pelicans pulled off a big comeback and now it might not be a big comeback because something might be happening in, in that game at the end. I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I should, no idea. What I, it's neither here. Nor, I think it's, I think the game's over. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to distract you on that. You're good. Distractions are fine. Uh, they make for great podcasts slash live streams, you know? Wonderful. Brian Benjamin still got my OB stock. How about you? I don't think I ever sold my OB stock. I, at the same time, like I've never, I've never been as all in on OB Toppin as everybody else. So like whatever stock I had, I, I still have, <laughs> you know, um, I like him. I like him as a player. I, I still think he needs to prove himself a little bit more on. D- there were two things he needed to prove coming into this year. He needed to prove he, the shot was real. And I've always, I've, that's one thing I'll say. I've always believed in the shot. And I obviously still believe in the shot now. So the shot's real and the defense. Can the defense come around in a significant enough way where he could be on the floor at the end of a big game and his coach trusts him? And I'm not talking about tips. This would be any coach. I think any coach would have a tough time trusting him defensively right now um, in a big spot. Can he ever get to that level? I think. I think he probably can. I don't know if he's there right now, though. Uh, Christian Finnegan, what's going on, Christian? I don't want to pile on the pile the guy, but watching IQ Grimes OB going crazy in the fourth and then cutting straight to an MSG promo featuring RJ was something. <laughs> yeah, look, um, I don't know. Um, I, I I hope RJ has the best postseason of his life, which wouldn't be that hard because he's only been in one postseason before and wasn't very good. Um, that's, I mean, I said before, if Mitchell Robinson is the best big man in the Cleveland series, they're going to win that series. If RJ comes out of this Cleveland series and, you know, I, I need to eat crow in a significant way, that, again, they're winning that series. They just are. Um, and he's capable of it. He's capable of it. So let's see it. There you go. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Um, shout out to you, our one of our newest patrons. Uh, belated, we back for the playoffs. I will take three of those shirts, please. I love this team, but I have a feeling New York will push for OG this summer. He's a clean fit in a lot of ways. Um. Yeah, he's clean fit in a lot of ways. Uh, and I I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I they're, Look, they're not going to sit on their hands. We know they're not going to sit on their hands. They're just not. <laughs> so it's a matter of who, not if. Thanks, Tom. Ryan Menzies. Next draft picks going off tonight. Look how far we've come. Yeah, man. 
Uh, I, you, I, when you first wrote that, I was like, wait a minute. Did like Kevin Knox do something? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You mean our draft picks were still on this team? <laughs> oh my God. Memphis tied it somehow at the end. That's what he was talking about. What happened? Focus. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm an NBA fan. I'm a Knicks fan first, but I'm an NBA fan like right next to how much I'm a Knicks fan. And we love your love for the NBA. Yes. Jaron Jackson Jr. made two free throws with 0.1 seconds remaining. I don't know why he took those free throws, but whatever. That was a thing that happened. I guess anyway. we should also update for those who care about the game that actually affects the Knicks. The Mavericks are up by four in the fourth quarter with five minutes left against the Kings. Yeah, that's the game that I actually have on. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. we'll, we'll focus on that one. We'll, we'll just try that for a little bit. You know, I see love, how that works out. I, you, no. <laughs> Like there have been people in my life that have patronized me. No one has done it as successfully and in a way that makes me feel about this big. I do as it with love, though. Come on. I know. And that's, that's because you're a holy man. Yeah. You're a holy man, which is what makes it worse. It's it's making a joke out of our mistakes. I expect you to do the same for me, you know? This is not, it's, 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 you're, you're, you have gotten a bigger shovel alongside uh, one of those, not a dump truck, <laughs> bulldozer. Yes. Just pouring more and more dirt on this grave. Exactly. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. CT Pittman, the kids, that's it. That's the tweet. There you go. I love it. Yeah, good, good spot. Here's the thing, right? Let me just say this real quick. Oh, Jibo, why don't we why don't we just keep Obi as our backup power forward again? I'm going to answer this question in a second. The fact that we're having these conversations, as I just noticed, Chicago is either lost or is losing, so that's good for the Mavs pick. The fact that we're having these conversations and we're going to probably, if I had to guess, get into vehement, vehement arguments this summer about who should be on the table in a trade? And if they're on the table in a trade, what would need to be netted in that trade for the trade to be worth it for whoever's doing the, whoever we're trading for this, that, and the other thing. The fact that we're having these discussions, oh my God, compare that to where this franchise was three years ago or four years ago or five or eight or 10 or 12 or 15 or five. Like, man, night and day. 
night and day. And they are in such a good spot because with the picks and these young players and like the fact that they have great stars already here. What a luxury. What a luxury. Now, as far as keeping Obi as our backup power forward, I think it's it's complicated for a couple of reasons. For one, he has to want to stay here. And like if Julius Randle if you're Obi Toppin, now it's it's here's why the other part that's complicated. Obi Toppin is the same agent as Julius Randle, not the exact same agent. I believe um Leon's uh, Chris would know this. I think Le- is does Leon's son represent uh Obi as well as I know he represents Jalen. I think he represents Obi too. Um but whatever. CAA reps Julius. So like same agent, but like if you're Obi and you know Julius ain't going nowhere. Um like what do you, like do you want to stay here which then leads to the next question of like okay, if you're the Knicks and you are paying Jalen Brunson, who's going to need to be extended at some point, and Julius Randle, theoretically, who's going to need to be extended at some point, and Emmanuel Quickly, who I just talked about getting a $100 million contract, and RJ Barrett, who is either going to stay here or get traded for another player who makes a shit ton of money. And Quentin Grimes is going to need to get paid. It's like you're paying all these guys. So, what are you paying a backup power forward who's going to play 12 to 14 minutes on most nights and maybe even less in the playoffs? Like you're not offering that guy a lot of money, which then goes back to the Obi question. Like, okay, now Obi, do you want to stay here for not a ton of money and not a big role? So all of this is coming to a head because Obi Toppin is extension eligible this summer. And while it, you can certainly get value trading a guy who is a, in, has impending restricted free agency, which he will have next year. Like, You're like the clock is ticking, you know, the clock's ticking. Can they keep him as their backup power forward next year? Yeah, they could do it next year, but past that. And and then if you keep him past next trade deadline, well, then you're looking at a really interesting situation because, okay, you you extend the qualifying offer, but if someone makes him a big offer and you don't feel you you don't want to pay that much money for a backup power forward, well, then you lost them for nothing, you know? Um, So like, these are things that you as an organization, you have to plan for not six months from now, but today. And this whole little conversation that I just had with myself is why a part of the reason why they explored trades for Obi Toppin at the deadline. Now I say explored trades. I don't know what the hell they talked about, but I know there were discussions had because that was reported. That was reported and it was reported that the, that the difference between what the Knicks were asking for and what people were offering was like the size of a chasm. And that is not shocking to me because worldwide West really wanted Obi Toppin here and worldwide West still is in love with Obi Toppin and he's not willing to give up on that yet. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hush zoo. What's going on? Hush. So proud of everyone in the starting lineup. If we never got Josh Hart, do you think this team is the eighth seed, the best glue guy in the league? Oh, that's a great question. Andrew, do you know offhand what they are with Josh Hart? I want to say they're 17 and something, 18 and something. As far as record goes? Record goes. Um, Give me 20 seconds. I could find out. I actually just looked this up yesterday for 
a pregame pod. Yeah, I know. I feel like I heard you say this at some point. I'm just thinking in terms of like what games would they have lost if Josh Hart wasn't here and it feet what? Every close game. I it feels like there's like three or four games out there that would would not have gone their way. I mean, that's how impactful Seventeen and seven since the Josh Hart trade. Yeah, so you know, if you flip that to let's just be generous and say fourteen and ten, um, I'd go even more than that. I I think the right answer is more than that, but let's just be let's be for the the spirit of the question. Let's lowball it, right? And so they have three fewer wins right now. Um, so that's forty three wins, right? I think to Hush's question. I think they are fighting with Miami for seven, eight. I yes. think they're, yeah, I think they're fighting with Miami for seven, eight. Cause look, I also like they without Josh. No, wait, Hart, wait, hold on. Wait, cause then Brooklyn would be five. So then they'd be fighting, yeah, uh, so fighting with Miami for six, seven, six, seven. And then ahead of Atlanta, we'd be looking at Atlanta in the playing game. Because Most even likely. if you take, let's take away five wins and go to 42 and 38. We'd still be sitting here with two games to go, one game ahead of the Hawks. Um, with the with the tiebreaker, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation would be with the Hawks, but like, I think they'd be in that. I think they'd be probably wind up seventh. I should add, by the way, they're seventeen and seven since the trade. They're seventeen and six with Josh Hart because Hart didn't play that in the Philly Philly game. game. So, look, I. I wonder if they win the Philly game if they have Josh Hart, but that's how like to, to hush you's point. You, that's how impactful you could flip. You could flip a Miami game, maybe like yeah. I, I say seventh. That's what I say. I say seventh. Yeah, your seventh guy right now. You're you're you argued depending on what Hartenstein has been this season. Your eighth guy, it's Josh Hart. That's a massive uptick in talent, and it's why it's why they're the five seed, and it's why they're going to give Cleveland a run for the money if not win the series. And you know what? Take emotion out of it because we are, God knows, we here in New York are in love with this team. Mm-hmm. So we're not in a position to judge. But like, I bet if you went around to 30 GMs and you're like, would you give up the 22nd pick in the draft to get out of the play in and get, at the very least, a hard fought first round series? I bet you most GMs would say yes. Best way Almost regardless progress. of what, yeah. Best way to show progress of your team is that you're winning games. Yeah, you know. And yeah. Next, which is again, we'll see what happens with this Dallas pick. It may end up working out for them that they were able to make a trade like that, and they still have a top well, eleven pick in this draft. But it, sorry, not to nitpick. One thing doesn't really have anything to do with the other because oh no, I'm just literally saying yeah. this is how good of a job this front offense is office has done that they didn't. Yeah. Like, well, we we can trade the pick, but once we do, we're out of this year's draft. You know? What you did by trading for Hart, and this is gonna sound fucked up, you took away the option of like they were never gonna tank the season, but you took you took the possibility of your own pick of not only keeping your own pick, but your own pick falling to let's say they dropped to the plane and maybe they lost to the Hawks, and then maybe they wanna like that pick being like sixteen or something, right? Imagine if they still had their pick, had never traded for Josh Hart, and they were like a 500 team. And then the 
Julia situation happened in Orlando. The vibes, like the the direction they'd be heading right and, now. But that's go, where Josh and goes, Hart and the stability of this team is shown, you know? And go a step further. And this is the unfortunate reality, and people may disagree with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know if I've ever made this point. <laughs> Narrative matters so much more when you do not have that superstar in-house because you do need to sell yourself around the league. And I believe that, and that may be an unpopular opinion. So for that reason, on top of everything else, you trade the pick seven days a week and twice on Sunday. I I don't disagree about the narrative point, by the way. It's not... I don't think it matters as much because like the Knicks narrative... The Knicks narrative in particular gets twisted so much because of the way this team gets covered in certain ways. <laughs> But they also get discussed. Like they were a no, they huge do. talking point on t- uh, several national pods, you know? But I'm saying like things can be going good and then the other thing gets brought, like a thing that has nothing to do with the team gets brought up. And this helped avoid that. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we, I think you're let's not me. pretend we can, we can talk about it now. Let's not pretend in the midst of this fun season an incident with the owner did not come up is my point. Like that did become a talking point for like, I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back again. The fact that they are playing well and winning games with Josh Hart contributes helped stymie that nonsense. We're agreeing whether we're disagreeing. Yeah, no, we're agreeing completely. The Mavericks owner just like, in theory, nuked his franchise in this off this upcoming offseason because of his pettiness and frustration that he lost Jalen Brunson this offseason. Like the showing of text messages to the media. Like, imagine Dolan does that. Now shout out to yeah to, to Dubin who made the great joke. What? Imagine Dolan talking to the media? Never. Like, yes, that is a hilarious joke. But also like this is why winning, you're able to do stuff like this, and the the stuff gets thrown under the rug. Like yeah. that's where it's less about your narrative. Like we were upset that the narrative was happening around the Knicks when they were a 17 win team, and it's like, why do you talk about the Knicks this way? It's like yeah, they're kind of a mess. <laughs> they're ass. Yeah. yeah. Now they're they're playing well and they're getting respect to a degree that's that's I think worthy of how they've played, and we'll see if a, a playoff series win adds that as well. So, well, that would be, yeah, that would be big. I can't believe um, I'm saying this, but Kyrie Irving's going off, and I'm so happy right now. Ky- Kyrie Shout out to Dallas, and the, what looks like it's going to, let's hold on well, and win this game. But Ky- Kyrie, huge corner three just now to put the Knicks, uh, the Knicks. Oh, Might as well be the Knicks because the Maverick season doesn't matter. This is a Nick game at the moment. <laughs> the Mavs up 120 to 114. They have the ball back after Sabonis missed uh, something under the basket. Okay, yeah. let's keep it let's going. Uh, one second. It's sure. Thank you, time. Oh no! Here we go. Harry Donor. Thank you, Harry. Always appreciate you, man. Um, thank you for your generosity. And there you go, Brian Lests. What's going on, Brian? There's so much to talk about. What the first round means for New York, the New York Knicks. How about for Cleveland? Absolute must win. Imagine giving up those assets and losing to the team that didn't. You know, it's funny. I was writing today. I'm trying to... So I'm going on vacation. I'm leaving tomorrow uh, to go away for a week. I'll be back next Thursday. And I've been trying to do a lot of writing over the last several days so that I could take some time and, and you know, 
chill out my family in Florida. Um, and I was writing a thing on, on Joel Embiid and how he's the most interesting. Like if you're a Nick fan and you're watching the, the playoffs, um, as Dallas is now up nine with another minute to go. Um, if you're a Nick fan, and you're watching the playoffs. I, I would argue that Jay, the Sixers and Joel Embiid is the most interesting situation to keep an eye on. And I was writing like, if he was ever made available in a trade, how like the Knicks would have a lot of competition, obviously. And I, I thought to myself, you know, could you imagine if the Cavs lost the first round series to the Knicks? Would they be emboldened? Let's just say whether it's Embiid or some other, like there's not many superstars of his caliber, but like a super duper 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 star came on the table. Would the Cavs like break up their core and trade? I don't know, two, maybe through all three of like, you know, the Mobley, Garland, Jared Allen. That's a lot. Of, now it's a lot of money between Garland and Allen. Oh, Mobley hasn't gotten paid yet, but like they. I guess I guess my point is that I agree with you. It would be a really bad look for Cleveland. But at the same time, they do if they were ever willing to like break up this foursome, they do have a pivot, you know? Like I, I know they don't have a small forward and I know they, they are out all of their picks, but like they do there is let's not pretend that like they don't have a pivot. Now, I'm sure that that is a pivot that they would like to avoid. But um, to your point, is, would it be a must-win se- series for Cleveland? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think if I was a Cavs fan, would I feel it's a must-win series? Um, I can kind of tell you now, they don't feel it's a must-win series. It's a series they should win. It's not... They, I, they, they were never looking at this season as like, good, they're going to be well, in the finals. You know, But my... My pushback to that is like, okay, I get it. You're banking on Mobley being KG in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Or three years. Well, less shit could happen in two or three years, you know? You're right. You know, so like, I, uh, I don't and know. And Donovan Mitchell's 26? He is, and he also is not guaranteed to be here for long term. Which to be in Cleveland that's, for long That I think is more the gamble you're playing with Cleveland is that when you make a trade like that, you're assuming, all right, we got him. He's in the door. He's here for the next decade. And th- which, if we were the Knicks and you make that trade, it's a safer gamble. Like as these, as more picks become available to make trades, it's easier to make that type of gamble. If you're Cleveland, it's different. And no, it- it's you may good. only have a three-year window to do this, so you better hope that. I just, I think from talking to the Chase Down guys, they really looked at next year when potentially Philly breaks up and potentially the the Bucks start to get older. You know, that's the, well, that's that is that, to me that's the, the, yeah, that's the chance, that's the path to them to be like a two seed that sneaks their way into a finals one year. Yeah, and and I don't and that that the the aging of the Bucks could could be. Could be mm, that that could be a thing. Uh, Dallas won, by the way. Yes, yes, they did. Shout shout out Kyrie Irving. We thank you for your service. Seriously. Um. Whew, man, Mavs are alive. Okay, Jacob Slava, what's going on, Jacob? This is why we are an Eastern Conference Finals dark horse, deepest team in the league. Thanks for everything this season. You guys have really killed it. Here's to the playoffs. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate that, man. Um. I want to say something on that because people talk about depth 
I think it reminds me of the three and D conversation, which came up with um, with Reggie Bullock uh, a couple of years ago, where it's like we sh- we really need to have cat- different categories of three and D because there's like guys who are guys who can just shoot threes and play like play good solid you know, maybe on ball defense. And then there's guys who are like, or maybe just off ball defense. And then there are guys who are solid on and off ball defense. And not only can they hit threes, but they could put the ball on the floor. They could attack closeouts. They could make the right pass off of those closeouts and the whole thing. Why am I going on this diatribe? Because I think depth is a, is a term that there can really be layers to. And like, this had again. I'm going off on a little tangent here, but I was like looking it up today. Like the Knicks, hold on. I went through this. The Knicks among the top fifty three point shooters in the league. And I and I'm going to make a point here. I promise. Uh, not three point shooters. Pull up three point shooters. Very specific. Pull up, not catch and shoot. Pull up three point shooters. The Knicks have three. That not only do the Knicks have three of the top fifty. And there are only three teams that have three players in the top 50, New York, Golden State, and and Boston. But the Knicks have three of the top 35. Now, they don't have anyone in the top 20. All of their players that they have in the top 35, Randall, Brunson, quickly, are between, I think, Randall's like 20. He probably moved down now, but he's like, Randall's are like 25. Brunson's just below that. And then quickly is maybe a little bit higher now, but he's, whatever in the, in the like 32, 33, 34 range. So like they don't have any elite, but they have three guys that you as a defense have to honor when they're pulling up from three. And I think about their depth in that way, in that it's like, we talk about depth sometimes and the, the, the quality of that depth gets lost in the conversation. And I think maybe that conversation came around to where it should have been with Boston last year when people were like, Oh, this Boston team should win the championship because they have seven or eight guys that they could put on the floor every night. And none of those guys take anything off the table. Um, they like all of their wings and guards could like, I mean, they could switch, they could dribble, pass, shoot the whole like, three level scores, the whole thing. And that almost got them to the championship. And there were a lot of people who, who thought it was going to be enough to get them to the championship. But then they're all, then their kind of lack of a true point guard ended up hurting them for the Knicks. I think when you go from with Brunson, Randall, RJ is a little bit of the wild card. Call me a hater. I think he's a wild card. Hart, and I'm in no particular order, I should say. Hart quickly grimes. That's six right there. And we haven't even, and the centers are their own thing, right? The centers are their own category. Like, that's an eight man rotation. Nobody's, and again, as long as RJ's doing his thing and Randall's doing his thing, right? Randall's not exempt from this conversation either. Because both of those guys, the the variability, the, the 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 variations in from good to bad, 
very high. Brunson, consistent. Quickly, consistent. Hart, consistent. Grimes, for the most part, consistent. Um, if if they could, you know, that sort of consistent, multifaceted depth. I agree with you. There's not a whole lot of teams that have it. The one, the one thing I wish they had. I wish they had that one big wing, really top-notch wing defender. You know, I mean, putting aside the superstar on offense conversation, I wish they had that one big time wing defender, but it's okay. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. That was just good. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.